0: Shalom to all. Today's office, Yerushalmi Pei Def Chav Ches. We are starting Chav Zayin Bay. the bottom line, right at the beginning of the Gemara. And the Vilas Roshadav, of it's and found on the top, right at the beginning of the Gemara, after the Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Marsh Miriam Sara, Basup Yaakov Maisha. Her and his Shama should have an I think more quotes a Braissa. Tani was taught in a braisa, ha Someone that's Mayrug. He's Chaiv and peyah at the beginning and at the end. And Khastamara on top of the Gemara asked the question you're all thinking, the e mayrug. What is this din mayrug? Meaning what is Merug? Some of Yermia Vyirmia says, it's like what we taught in Arameshnah Hamach Bet Salom Lachen Lashok, umakami vesh and One who picks moist onions to sell in the marketplace and keeps the dry ones to store away. So that's considered like two separate species, and we have to leave two separate payis and that's exactly what Merug is. Now, argues, and he says, that moist things are not chayv and payah. And we're going to explain later on how B.I.C. understands the Mishnah, but he explains his b'risa differently. Amr um, B.I.C., says, Haden this Brice of Merug is referring to ketzach, which is a type of onion. kad'at when you plant it, meaning when you take this seed, and you plant the seed in the ground, huavid batzal dakik, so it makes a small onion, a thin onion, kad'at and then when you replant it, meaning you uproot this small onion, and then you replant it, Wavid Rav, it makes a much larger onion. And that's what the Bryce is telling us, that if you do this, you plant the small onion, and then you pick it, and then you replant it to get a larger onion, you're going to be Chayv and in both stages, when you pick it after stage one, and when you pick it after stage two. Big Maris, hold on one second. D-Lycane, without this, Manan omrin. what would we say? Would we think that it's not Chayv and because, since it's only meant for planting, it's potter and peya. Meaning, when you really think that after this first stage and you picked it when it's small, it's gonna be potter and peya just because you intend on replanting it right away? That doesn't make sense because isn't wheat for replanting also? What do you do? You harvest your wheat and then you take a lot of those kernels and you replant them to get more wheat. And we know that wheat is in peya, so what's the havamina that these small onions would not be in peya? So the answer why we need this braisa is because chitin, rubin Lachila. Wheat, the majority of it is eaten. Yes, you are going to replant some wheat in order to get more wheat, but the majority of the wheat is meant to be ground and eaten. But these onions, the majority of them are just meant for replanting so that we can get larger onions, and therefore we have to have a brayse to say that even these smaller onions are chayv in Because if not, you would think that they're not chayv in because they're really just going to be replanted. Now the mara asked a question on Rabbi I'll and this is really not just according to the way Rabbi explains his brayse of me'rug, is also a question on how Rabbi would understand our mission. Yarek Are vegetables chayv and peya? We've already learned previously that one of the criteria for being chayv and peya is something that someone's going to be machinus lakium, he's going to put it away for storage and it stores well. And vegetables, one is not machnus lakium because they do not store for a long time. Well, one does not store moist onions away. But Rabirmiya says that someone who's machlat betsalem lachin, he's chayv and peya. How do we understand that? Does Rabirmiya really hold that vegetables that one doesn't store away, one is chayv and paya? So the answer is no. That mino lakium, the min, the type, the speed, species that we're discussing over here, that is something that one stores away. One does take onions and store them away. He only stores dry onions and not moist onions. However, there is a type of onion that one will store away. And therefore, even onions that are not storable, like moist ones, they're still chav and peyah. Now the Gemara asks, Ma'avil la rebyesi? what does Reb do in our Mishnah? How does he explain our Mishnah? If Reb holds that something which is lach, something which is moist, is not going to be chav and peyah. So the Gemara answers, Reb Yisi explains our Mishnah as referring to something which is gummer; It's completely ripened, and the only thing that's missing is that it's not dried out yet. Mean according to Rabbi when our Mishnah says lachim it's not talking about onions that are not fully ripe yet, and that's why we're calling them moist. We're talking about onions that are fully ripe. They happen to still be moist and they're not dry yet. But since all we need to do is dry them, then we can store them. So they're going to be chayav and paya, even though they're not dry yet. And the Gemara continues. We're going to be talking about leket here for a moment. And let's remember that leket is the khia for a person to leave one or two stalks that drop during the harvest. The Gemara tells us, Honey, we have a braisa. The Pusuk says, leket kitsircha, the leket of your harvest. What do we learn from here? Veloi leket kitov, not leket of your picking. Harvesting is when you take a tool, a sickle, or something that's used for harvest. Harvesting, and you cut grain with it. So then you would have a chiyuv of leket. But if you just go into the field and you start picking things by hand, and one or two stalks drop, then there's no chiyuv of leket there because the pasuk says leket Kitsircha, and that's not considered katsir. Now, Reb says in the name of Chiyah, who says b'shem shibalon leisasai, somebody who picks stalks for dough afilu kalshehu, even if he's picking a lot. Now, even though kolshu usually means a tiny amount, over here it's the opposite. It means even if he's picking a ton, poter It's poter from Why is that? Because it's not a normal harvest. The reason why this fellow went into the field is for one purpose. His wife needs some grain to make dough, so he ran out to the back into the field to pick a couple of stalks in order to be able to make a dough right away. That's not considered a normal way to harvest, and therefore it's poter from And again, that's even if it's kolshu, even if it's a lot. Maybe he's trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records for the size of a dough made at home. Even so, since this is not a normal way to harvest. He's He's not chayv in peah. Now, Rebbe Lazar, um, Rebbe Lazar says, a that's even if he cuts it with a sickle, so it really looks like he's harvesting like normal, but again, since he's picking it just to turn it directly into dough, he's not chayv to leave peah. Now, um, Rebbe, Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says, shir, he has to leave some over in the field. If he harvests the entire field, then that's already considered like a normal harvest, and he would be chayv to leave payah, even if he's just harvesting it for a dough. The only way for him to be potter if he's harvesting it for a dough is if he leaves some over in his field. As the Gemara was taught in a b'risa, Let's say he has five grapevines, v'u and he harvests them, and he brings them directly into his house, He's potter from all these things because this is not considered a normal harvest. But he's chayv an oilis. He has to leave the underdeveloped clusters. Now, what we see from his brass is that he doesn't have to leave some grapes on the vine in order to be potter in all these things. So this is a question of Rabbi that says the only way for him to be potter in payo is if he leaves some grain. Why does he have to leave some grain? He doesn't have to leave grapes. So of am of Yudan says One is referring to fully ripened grain and the other is referring to not fully ripened grapes. Rabbi is to fully ripened grain. So if you're going to harvest the whole thing, even though you're just bringing it into your house to make a dough out of it, still that looks like a normal harvest because, after all, the grain is fully ripened. Whereas the brass is referring to grapes that aren't fully ripened. So even if you harvest all of them and bring them into your house, you don't have to leave any and they're putter and all these things we just mentioned. Now, maybe I see he explains differently. We could really say that both of them, the wheat case and the grape case, is referring to either that both of them are fully ripened or they're not fully ripened. But what's the difference? Taman, over there, when we're talking about the grapes, he wants to eat them as grapes. He's bringing the grapes into his house so that he can munch on crunchy grapes. And that's not considered a normal way to harvest grapes. Grapes are meant for wine, and he's picking these grapes to bring them into his house to eat them. That's not considered like a normal harvest, and that's why he's not chayvin' all these things. Hacha, however, over here, when we're talking about wheat, and really the proper girsah is The reason why he's harvesting it is because he wants to make it into dough. And really, the purpose of harvesting wheat is to make it into dough. Now, it's not usual to harvest it and bring it directly into your house. Usually, you harvest it and you go through a whole processing stage. Maybe you're going to go sell some on the marketplace. Maybe after you finish processing it, then you'll bring it into your house. You don't usually harvest it and bring it directly into your house. So he is doing something somewhat abnormal, but he's still using it for the intended purpose of grain, which is to grind it into flour and make it into dough. And therefore, if he doesn't leave any in the field, that's considered like a normal harvest, and he would be hive and pay in that scenario, according to a BIC. Now, once we have this grain case and this grape case, the Gemara says, This one could be learned from that one, and that one could be learned from this one. This one can be learned from that one, meaning we can learn something from the grapes and apply that to the grain. If when he harvested his grain, he intended just to eat as malilois, which is basically taking the kernel and roasting it, so it becomes crunchy and somewhat sweet. So in such a case, we would say, even if he doesn't leave anything over and he harvests the whole field just to be made into these Malilois, to be made into this crunchy grain snack, that's okay, he doesn't have to leave anything over because that's something that's abnormal to be done with wheat, so it's not considered a regular harvest. And that one could be learned from this one, meaning we can learn from grain to grapes, that if he's picking these grapes and bringing them into his house in order to make them into wine, so then the only way that it's going to be potter from parrot, arla and Rivai, is is if he leaves some on the vine. If he doesn't, then he would be chayv in all these things because he is, after all, harvesting them to make wine out of them. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.